praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed to you, Pastor Peter John. Amen. Thank you so much again, and welcome to Repent America. I just, first of all, want to give you a shout out. Thank you so much again for doing this. Uh, I know you have a very busy, you know, schedule, uh, ministry and all that stuff. And, you know, to take up time to actually do this for the Lord is a lot. And thank you. Thank you so much. So welcome to Repent America. Uh, blessed Senior Deputy Archbishop. I don't want to give out the name since I know you and I'm going to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience. So please go ahead when you're ready. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. I'm so humbled to be here uh, that the Lord will open up this mighty, mighty platform uh, to help to reach the souls of men. Uh, my name is Senior Deputy Archbishop Courtney Glasgow. Uh, I'm the Senior Deputy Archbishop and overseer of New Orleans and the greater Louisiana, uh, by extension, uh, Senior Deputy Archbishop of the United States of America under our blessed Archbishop Louis Lupo. Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you so much again. This is mighty, uh, this is mighty because I know that in the jurisdiction that you are, there's so much fire in that area and that is just so much of you know the mercies and the greatness of our lord so thank you so much again for you know introducing yourself and here you go uh in america you know if you need any uh thing in terms of ministry uh you have a deputy senior archbishop in the greater louisiana area you can reach out to them you know the anointing of the lord is on him it is on the pastors and you will definitely be able to get the right you know counsel living holy and righteous so welcome to repent america i thank you so much again for taking this opportunity to come here and i want to go straight to our questions um our discussion today and uh, on Tuesday, a message of the Lord, we posted a message of the Lord, which was basically uh, the lunch hour teaching. And there wasn't so much of a title other than the fact that I got the title from the message. So I wanted to go through that with you and then so that we can discuss this in the context of the message that the Lord, you know, posted or the Lord gave to us um, I think it was on Monday, lunch hour bread, and then we posted it on Tuesday. So uh, going straight, so what does it mean? What does it mean when we say that Jesus was saying, whosoever is thirsty, come and drink. Come and drink from me. So can you basically, you know, explain to us, uh, go ahead and elaborate more on what the Lord was talking about uh, when the Bible says, whoever, whosoever is thirsty, you know, come and drink. Amen. 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 Very powerful, very powerful question. Um, in the book of John chapter four, he says, uh, I started verse 11. He says, but sir, you don't have a rope or bucket, she said. And, and this well is very deep. 
where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Job, uh, Jacob, sorry, Amen. who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoy? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It, it becomes a fresh bubbling spring with, within them, giving them eternal life. Please, wow. sir, the woman said, give me this water. I will never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Amen. Amen. So this is actually a repeat of uh, the Bible that we're seeing today in the church. The church is busy, right? The, the sheep of the Lord, the Christians, are busy going to a dry well. They're busy going to a, a well to, to draw water that does not bring them the spiritual satisfaction that their spirits are desiring, you see? Mm -hmm. And even today, the pastors, the church leadership, you know, they are not preaching uh, from the spirit, but they're preaching from this flesh, this earth, amen? amen. And in their messages, their, their messages is full of, you know, prosperity. The message is full of blessings. The Lord, the message is full of, you know, sow a seed. The message is full of the flesh. Everything that, you know, the flesh, the itching ears of the church, you know, today's church is living in the flesh. You know, they don't want to be rebuked. They don't want to be uh, corrected. They don't want to, you know, they want everything sweet and nice. And because of that, the Lord has handed the church over into that strong delusion, hmm. giving them their heart's desire, right? And now, because of that, they are remaining thirsty. They're hmm. remaining hungry. You know, they're remaining sick. Hmm. They're remaining afflicted. Hmm. They're remaining busted and disgusted. Why? Because they have, they have turned their back on Christ Jesus. Hmm. You know, they have turned their back on the Holy Word of God. You know, like in the Bible, it says that um, in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, he says, and many will cry out to me, Lord, 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 haven't we prophesied in your name? Haven't we did this in your name? Haven't we done that in your name? And he says, what? I will say unto them, depart from me. You who break God's laws, I never knew you. You who work in iniquity, I never knew you. Why? Because they didn't go to church. They didn't go and seek God for his holiness. Mm. You see that? Yes. They did not go and seek God for his holiness, but rather they went there for what they could get. Mm. And because of that, they're remaining thirsty. They're remaining hungry. They're remaining naked. You see that in the book of Revelations chapter 3. Amen. He says, you need to go and buy gold from me. Mm. You know, he says that, let me just, uh, I don't want to, to, to butcher the, the scripture, but it's, uh, no, take your time. Revelations. Amen. Revelations chapter three. He says, um, 
You say, verse 17, he says, you say I am rich, I have everything I want, and I don't need a thing, and you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor. You see that? Poor in in, in its context of the scripture is talking about also thirsty, also hungry, also naked. You see that? Mm. And blind and what? Naked. So I advise you to buy gold for me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. You see that? Mm -hmm. Then you will be rich with the water of life. You will be rich with the bread of life. But because the church does not want to go through the refining fire, mm -hmm. they don't want to go through, you know, the rebuke. You know, they say, I'm rich. I'm a, you know, the, the meaning when he says, uh, you say that I am rich. You know, the church today is saying, oh, no, I'm, I'm even looking for the coming of the Lord. How is the church today looking for the coming of the Lord? When the Bible says that when God walked in the garden in the cool of the day, that Adam and Eve, because of their sin, they hid from God. And the church today is in a, in a, in a, in full of sin, and yet they're looking for God. You mm -hmm. see the deception in the church. Yeah. And because of that, now the church is, is naked, they're poor, they're wretched. They're hungry, they're thirsty, they're empty, they're sick, they're diseased, and they need healing, but yet they have not sought God for who he is. Mm. God in his divine nature is holy. So when until we as a church and as a people, we begin to seek God for his holiness. In fact, before the high priest could enter the most holy place, mm. He had to make himself holy by bringing repentance for his sins in the sins of the people mm. before he could enter the most holy place. But today the church has entered the most holy place in their filth, in their nakedness, in their sin, in their folly, in their sin of ignorance, and in their deliberate sin. Mm. And because of that, they have caused now death in the most holy place. They have now caused a hunger. You know, they have now, I'll give you in the book of, uh, the book of first, second Chronicles chapter seven, yes. uh, verse 14 is so cliche in the church today. For if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and I will hear from heaven and I will heal the land, right? Yes. But yes, no one reads Verse 13. Mm. Verse 13 is very key to the church. He says, at times I might shut up the heaven so that no rain falls and command grasshoppers and, and to devour your crops and send plagues among you. Can mm. you imagine? Wow. God has now closed heaven over the church mm. so that no rain falls. That rain is symbolic to the Holy Spirit, the visitation of the Holy Spirit that comes to clean the church. Mm. That is the rain that brings the satisfaction and, and, and quenches, the, the, quenches the thirst of the church. Mm. You see that? Yes. That rain brings the healing anointing in the church. Mm. And the church has not even noticed that the heaven has been closed. He even repeats it in the book of Malachi. Mm. You see that? Yeah. He repeats it in the book of Malachi chapter 3. And he says, he says, um, 
uh, he says, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, not chapter 3, the book of Malachi, chapter 1. Amen. He says, verse 10. Uh, let, let me go up just a, a little bit. Uh, uh, let, let, let me read, let me start at verse 6. He says, the Lord of heaven's army says to the priest, a son honors his father, and a slave uh, respects his master. If I'm your father and master, where is the honor and respect I deserve? You have shown contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we ever shown contempt for your name? Imagine mm. the church today is asking, how, oh God, how have we shown contempt for your name? Meaning that they're completely ignorant of their sin before God. Mm. Can you imagine? The church is ignorant sin. Right? And he says in verse 7, you have shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. What defiled sacrifices? Listen to what he said. He says, then you ask, how have we defiled the sacrifices? The sacrifices that the church today has offered before the Lord, the defiled sacrifices that the church has offered before the Lord today is saying that they, you know, they're living their life as a Christian in sin and yet claiming the banner of Christ. Mm. The, the kind of sacrifice God wants is the kind of sacrifice that rejects sin. Mm. You see that? Amen. And he says, you defile them by saying the altar of this Lord deserves no respect. When you give blind animals as a sacrifice, isn't that wrong? And isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Mm. Try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased he is, says the Lord of Heaven's army. Yes, in the church, you know, you are to come as you are. You see that? Yes. Come as you are. Come in the state of whichever you're in. But the defilement in the church is there is no transformation. Transformation has to be taught. And because transformation, which is the reject of sin, mm. or you can use Romans chapter 12, verses 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Right? Mm -hmm. Do not be con uh, conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Mm -hmm. And because the church leadership has failed to bring, to teach a renewing of the mind by what? Rebuke of sin. Mm -hmm. He says in John chapter 16, verse 8. And when he comes, Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he's giving the purpose of God the Holy Spirit. He says, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin, number one. So his first purpose is to convict the world of its sin, right? Number two, yep. and of God's righteousness. And then number three, and of the coming judgment. So the church has failed to realize and understand. And I'm still on course because all of this is essential to and, 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 and correlates with the, the water, the water that never thirsts. Mm. Now listen here. He says, he says this, when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. The first work of God, the Holy Spirit, is to convict the world of sin. Why? Because when you convict it of sin, it draws a man, it draws a woman, it draws a Christian, it draws an unbeliever to repentance. Mm. When you repent, repentance covers you with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus makes you holy. And for without holiness, he says in Hebrews 12 and 14, that for without holiness, no man will see the Lord. So holiness is central in the Christian 
lifestyle and walk. It is the goal of every Christian believer. Because if you cannot be holy, he says very clearly, you will not see the Lord. So the Lord now is really now, uh, he's really highlighting to the church holiness. So you can see this church that has been offering in Malachi, right, which is the present day church today. This is not an Old Testament church. Mm. <laughs> this is a New Testament church. Mm. You see that? He says, because this church has been offering blind sacrifices, meaning they have come to Christ. You know, giving your life to Christ Jesus is a sacrifice because now you're saying, now I am coming to you, Christ Jesus, running from sin. And now I'm going to live a life resisting and rejecting sin and evil. Well, that is the way that you give a perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You see that? Christ gave a perfect sacrifice, right? He became the perfect sacrifice because his whole life he rejected sin. But the church today is not rejecting sin. Therefore, they have not been given, they have not given God a holy sacrifice, but they've given him a, a, a blind sacrifice, a lame sacrifice, a diseased sacrifice. Why? Because the church, the individual church, Today is plagued with sin. So then what did he say? What does he say? In verse 8, he says, go ahead uh, again in Malachi 1, I'm continuing 8. He says, uh, is this 8 or 9? Nine? 9. He says, go ahead, beg God to be merciful to you. But when you bring that kind of offering, why should he show you any favor at all? This is why God is not visiting the church. There's no favor of healing in the church. There's no favor of breakthrough in the church. There's no favor of the word of God, the, 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 the water of life, the bread of life in the church. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's thirsty. Everybody leaves the church, you know, starving. You know, they're not had, they, they, they have not had their thirst quenched. You see, mm. because they're not preaching the water of life. And he says, and he says very clearly, and he says, uh, verse 10. Now he says, how I wish one of you would shut the temple doors so these worthless sacrifices could not be offered. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I will not accept your offering, but my name is honored by people of other nations from morning until night. Now listen, he's saying, that is an in, insane in is, is 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 in is in parallel with at at times I may shut the heavens. You mm. see that? Now the Lord has now shut the door to the temple, meaning now he has withdrawn his spirit mm. from the church. That is fearful. Wow. This is why the church is thirsty. This is why the church is hungry. This is why the church is naked. This is why the church is sick. This is why the church is diseased. This is why the church Mm. does not have the Holy Spirit Mm. today. Wow. Yep. You know, what you're saying is so powerful, uh, very important, and very eye-opening. Because if you think about it from even the physical world, you know, the sciences tells us that, you know, you can live without food for a long time, but you can't live without water. And now the Lord is asking, you know, the church, come drink from me. You will never taste. And yet, you know, just based on Malachi 1, the church is not offering the perfect sacrifice. The Lord Jesus Christ did. Wow. Amen. Go ahead, sir. Yes. No, no, go ahead. No, yeah, in fact, 
you know, he, you you made me uh, remember the the word where he says, um, uh, where he says uh, it was just that he he said, uh, uh, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You mm. see that? Yes. And the the church now has been living without the word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Mm. The church today has been living off of bread and water, meaning the church has been living off of feeding the flesh. When the Bible clearly says that give us this bread, our daily bread, you see that? Yes. Our daily bread is the spiritual food that we need to help us to destroy the sin in our lives. That's going to help build us up and, and reinforce our spiritual walk so that we may be overcomers. That he said in the book of Revelation, those that overcome, amen, will mm -hmm. enter the kingdom of God. Wow. 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 This is powerful. This is powerful. And this is a rebuke to the you know church out there the church that has deliberately refused to come drink this water the water of life and you know it is just unfortunate that you know yes they want to go to heaven and yet they're not doing it the right way and then you said it perfectly you know if you're doing it the wrong way then the lord will shut the doors will close heavens and not until the church in America, you know, we learn to repent in Christ Jesus, the church is going to be dry. So that leads me, you know, powerful discussion. That leads me to ask you uh, this. What, you know, can you explain why our focus ought to be directed to heaven at this hour? Hallelujah. Amen. That's a very powerful uh question. The reason why our focus needs to be on heaven, the Lord Jesus said in the Our Father prayer, Amen. Lord, let your will be done on earth hmm. as it is in heaven. Can you imagine that God's will was designed, God's will that was in heaven was designed to be executed on the earth. God's will is his word. His kingdom is his word. Every kingdom has a law. It's called the, 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 the law of the kingdom. Mm. You cannot live like a citizen, a United States citizen in China. You have to live by China's kingdom. You have to live by its rules. Mm. You see that every kingdom is built on rules. Yes. You see that mm. every government has its governing, right? And its governing or government is established by its law. Well, God's law that came from heaven was designed to be established on the earth. You see that? Mm. And he did not, he did not send half the message from heaven to the earth, meaning uh, what I'm trying to express is today the Christians have, um, you know, they have they have cut out the Old Testament and threw it in the trash. Mm. You see that? And they're trying to live 
holy or as Christians without the full word of God. Mm. You see that? And this is why the church has failed today in, 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 in partaking in the visitation of the latter rain and the latter wine of the Holy Spirit, the visitation of the Holy Spirit living in the church today. Paul said in the book of Romans chapter 2, verse 24, the Gentiles blaspheme God because of you, because mm. of us. Meaning, Gentiles represent those who are unbelievers. Yes. Okay, so the reason why the homosexual, the, 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 the prostitute, the, the drunkard, the liar, you know, all of these people who have given their lives into sin and evil, why are they not running to the house of God? Mm. Because the church has defiled God's house by not living holy, therefore the Holy Spirit is not resonated there, right? Yes. And because the Holy Spirit is not resonated there, then it means that there's no healing there. Mm. And the first healing comes from the word. When Jesus read from the book of Luke, uh, in, in the book of Luke uh, 4, 18, he said, I have been anointed to preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And then he talked about to set the captives free, right? Yes. To, set, to, to give healing to those, right? Yes. Okay. Now, guess how the power and the authority came to set the captives free? By the first thing he addressed, being anointed to preach the gospel. When you preach the gospel, the first words of the gospel of Jesus Christ was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm -hmm. So when you fail to preach the gospel of repentance, then you fail to receive or you fail uh, or, or, or we fail as a church for God to open heaven over the church. Mm. And therefore there's no visitation. So it is imperative that the church at this hour be focused on heaven. Why? This is a time that we have never lived in before. I see people trying to uh, parallel the times that we're living in with past times of, uh, you know, with um, uh, global disaster, uh, with uh, like, uh, I think, swine flu and some other things that I've heard uh, reporters, you know, try to uh, compare the times that we're living in. But these, this is not that time. We're living in the times where the Lord is actually chastising the earth because of its sin. Mm. And because of the condition of the church that is completely unaware, the Bible talks about that the, the leaders of the church are like blind watchdogs who give no warning when danger comes. They cannot even bark. If they were really sent by God, if they really had the spirit of God, why are not the church leaders together I'm sorry, why are not the church leaders today gathering as one man, exercising the scripture that they read the most and use as a cliche, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Hmm. For if my people who are called by my name huh, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, then I will forgive their sin, and then I will heal the land. Hmm. It's because... Those who are in church leadership are not under the direction of the Holy Spirit. They 
resurrection of the flesh. And this is why they're running their ministries as usual. This is why they have now picked up the YouTube and Zoom conference call and they're still preaching in a habitual ritual. They're, instead of eating the fresh manna that was giving every day, they're eating stale bread. They're drinking water that leaves them thirsty. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because they have rejected the Holy Spirit. And the Lord in this day and age have now released the fulfillment of Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, where he says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He says, and his preaching will turn the hearts of the father, fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the earth with a curse. And now when the Lord strikes the earth, listen, to when the Lord strikes the earth with a curse, that now means if God does not send Elijah, then that means everybody on earth goes to hell. And you can parallel this with the scripture in Matthew chapter uh, 20, is it 25, talking about the wise and the foolish virgins. You know, and in verse 5, he says, at midnight, both the five wise and the five foolish fell asleep. You see that? Yes. So that means the entire church fell asleep. And the Bible says that those who don't believe are already condemned. So if the church is asleep, those who don't believe is uh, uh, is already condemned, then that means no one enters to the kingdom of God. Mm. Why is it that the Lord in the book of Revelations went to the seven churches and began to rebuke them? He only, he only praised one of the seven churches. And that church that he praised was the church that was led by the ministry mm. of Elisha. Because th 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 I'm going to give you a secret today. Hallelujah. <laughs> read today, the word. <laughs> the church has read the Old Testament by way of a novelty. Mm. They have read it in a, a, in, in, a, in, in a manner of storytelling. Watch this. Mm. The Bible talks about two characters, two holy prophets of God that have very like similarities. One was Moses. Mm. Moses went on the mountain with before God to get the instructions. Number one, he got God's law. Number two, he got the instructions on how to build the tabernacle. Are you with me? Yes. Okay. This is very exclusive. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Amen. The purpose of Moses is so deep because Moses had the blueprint to build the tabernacle and Moses carried God's law, period. Now watch this. Now we're going to go to Elijah. Mm -hmm. Elijah came to, how can I say? Elijah came to clean up the church. Mm -hmm. When you look in the book of 1 Kings,
Kings chapter 18. The children of Israel begin to worship Baal, the devil, hmm. right? Yes. God intervenes and sends Elijah to do a miraculous sign to draw the hearts of the children of Israel back to Jehovah. Elijah goes in and, and challenges the prophets of Baal. And he's doing this because he's fighting for the children of Israel. And, and by the way, in secret, right, just passing, that this represents the church today. Follow me. Mm. When you see the church today doing what the prophets of Baal and Jezebel did, when the Elijah challenged them, the Bible said they begin to call under God to call down fire, right? Yes. Meaning to call down the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Follow me. Amen. The church is hobbling around, cutting themselves, doing all kinds of strange things. Even, you know, today you can go into the church when the pastor lays hands. What does he do? He lays hands on on the congregant, and he he's almost pushing them down and backwards. Yes, you know, trying to imitate the work of the Holy Spirit. You see that? Yes, that is it's symbolic to what the prophets of Baal and Jezebel did. They hobbled around, they cut themselves, they cried, and they did all kind of things to get their God to what to respond to them. You see that? Amen. But then when Elijah steps on the scene. And the children of Israel are watching, and he calls down fire from heaven, and God obeys. What happened? They say, the God of Elijah is the true God. Mm. And they begin to worship the God of Elijah. Watch this. But then later on, the Bible says that Elijah did not see death in Second Kings chapter 2. Mm. That God took him to heaven alive in a, in a whirlwind and chari with chariots of fire. Now, the church has read that in awe, not knowing the revelation. This is a big secret. Amen. Have you ever wondered why God took Elijah to heaven alive? The reason why God took Elijah to heaven, I mean, yeah, the, the reason why God took Elijah to heaven alive, because the prophecy that he had to come back. Hmm. Malachi chapter 4 verses 5 Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the, of the Lord arrived His teaching will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children And the hearts of the children to the fathers Otherwise I will come and strike the land with the curse So God had to send Elijah again To do the first work that he did When he was in 1 Kings chapter 18 To what? To restore the altar when Elijah came and he prepared an altar and to put the bull on the altar and to drench the bull with the with the with the, with water to call down fire from heaven, the fire of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. the fire of Elijah, to light the sacrifice. Wow. Now watch this. That is what Jesus also said in the book of Matthew chapter 17, verses 10 and 11. Yes. And his disciples asked him, why did the teachers of the religious law insist that Elijah must come first before the Messiah comes? Verse 11, Jesus replied, Elijah is indeed coming to get everything ready. 
Can you see it? Yes. Elijah went to heaven to go and get the instruction from God to come back to prepare the church that we may enter the glorious kingdom of God. Now, when you look at Moses, now you're beginning to see the similarity between Moses and Elijah. Mm. Moses has the command of God, the word of God, and he also has the blueprint to build the tabernacle. But that tabernacle was only a foretelling of the tabernacle that was being built for the future, which is the body of Christ. Mm. The instructions that Moses had to build the tabernacle, you find in the New Testament. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Where can you find it in the New Testament? In the Old Testament, you hear Moses building the, the, the tabernacle with defined in specific and detailed instructions that had to be in full measurement that God had gave him. That is how it was to be built. Mm. When you hear the Lord in the New Testament saying things like this. Do not be found in sexual immorality. Mm. Do not be found in lies. Do not, and I'm just using an example. Do not, you know, uh, uh, for, an, for an example, Second uh, Corinthians 6.14, do not team up with those who are what? Are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? That is the New Testament instruction from the Old Testament to build the house. Because when you follow that New Testament, when you follow that New Testament instruction, you automatically are obeying the Old Testament instruction. Now you are building the tabernacle. The tabernacle is the individual church. Mm. It is the individual Christian as well as the body of Christ. And when you walk in fulfillment of the New Testament, obeying it to the letter, you are automatically obeying the Old Testament, the full word of God. Now watch this. Mm -hmm. Did you ever wonder why God sent Michael the archangel to fight over Moses' body. Oh, yes, I always wonder that. Because the prophecy of Moses coming back. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is very deep. This is deep. Where, where did the Lord promise to send Moses back? You can find this in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18. Okay? Yep. Let me give it to you. Deuteronomy chapter 18, starting at verse 15. Mm -hmm. Moses continued, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You see that? Mm -hmm. God promising to send a prophet like Moses. But the Lord is speaking in a way of wisdom. He's using in a way like Moses. Yes. But essentially, he's actually talking about Moses. Moses. Watch this. When you go to the book of First Corinthians, mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'll be 
I'll be honest with you, my precious brother. I did not even prepare all of this. <laughs> this is just the music this of the is, Holy Spirit. This is power. I have been so busy that I have not been able to have a chance to really focus on it, but I'm trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. He says in verse 10, uh, chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, okay. starting at verse 1. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud mm. that moved ahead of them. And all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. Now, this is a big riddle. It is hidden. It is not seen with the naked eye. Watch this. When he's talking about the Lord used Paul to remind the children of Israel. I'm sorry, not the children of Israel, the church. Yes. Listen. He says, I don't want you to forget about this, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by the cloud that moved ahead of them. Why? Because the Lord was going to repeat this. And we know in this ministry of repentance and holiness, the Lord has sent the mightiest prophets of the Lord, Dr. David Edward O'War the prophet of the Lord that has come with the anointing of Moses that when he calls on God the Father, he comes down in the cloud. Why is Paul screaming to the church? I don't want you to forget about it. Why? Because he's saying that the Lord is going to repeat it. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, there's nothing new under the sun. History just repeats itself. And now God is repeating history. Not history as we know it, Cornally, but biblical history. Now, God the Father has come down to speak to his servants, the prophets of the Lord, Moses and Elijah. When you go to the book of Revelations, chapter 11, when it talks about the two witnesses, he's talking about the witnesses that witness, number one, the word of God that has the blueprint for the church from God. And you hear the attributes where he says they will have power. That God will give power to his two witnesses. And they have power to open or close heaven so that no rain falls. Or to be able to command grasshoppers or to, uh, uh, and rather to turn the rivers and the oceans into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they wish. Mm. Elijah was the one that God used to close, to open heaven, gave the authority for him to close or open heaven. You can find that in the book of First uh, Kings chapter 17, verse 1, hmm. when he says, And Elijah from Tishbe told King uh, Ahab uh, that, as, that, uh, that as soon as I, uh, that it would not rain until he gives the word. So Elijah had the power and the authority to call down rain from, well, he had the power and authority to open heaven to call down rain. That rain was, the, was symbolic to the rain of the Holy Spirit. But after the rapture, we know that the Holy Spirit is taken away from the church. And at that time, Elijah has the power to close up heaven. Mm. You know, now, what you are saying is just 
is so much revealing. And I just wanted to bring you back, you know, when you go to, you mentioned um, 1 Corinthians. Uh, if you look at 1 Corinthians 10, you know, and then you look at verse uh, 4, and I'm just looking at the NIV version where it talk about, and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. That symbolizes the water we are talking about. If anybody that tastes, come and drink from me. So I wanted to point that. But I think the most important thing also is that, you know, you are talking about this particular question because I wanted to ask you, what message do you have for America about the two witnesses that are currently trumping, trumpeting the message of the Lord at this hour? Go ahead, my brother. message to America that I have concerning the two witnesses of Revelations 11 that was promised in the Bible to help me to better explain this mm. I want to give another secret Amen. you find this in Revelation chapter 11 starting at verse 1 Amen this is very deep. If you, the Bible says, if you, if you, if you, he said, to be wise, you have to become a fool. Amen. 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 So if you have a theology degree, if you have whatever kind of Bible knowledge, Right? Yes. Now the Lord is completely destroying it by using his hidden wisdom. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Because you even have to ask yourself if you know it all, right? If you have it right, then why is not God the Father visiting in the church the <laughs> way that he's doing with the prophets of the Lord, the mightiest prophets of the Lord, prophet, doctor, David, Edward, war. Now listen to this. Revelations chapter 11. Amen. Starting at verse 1. Then I was giving the measuring stick. I was told, go and measure the temple of God and the altar and count the number of worshipers. But do not measure the outer courtyard, for it has been turned over to the nations. Then they will trample the holy city for 42 months. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will be clothed in burlap and will prophesy during those 1,260 days. Now watch this. It says in verse 1 again, Then I was given a measuring stick. Mm. I was told, go and measure that, the temple of God and the altar and count the number of worshipers. Therein is a secret. Mm. When he says that he was giving a measuring stick, who is this that was giving this measuring stick? The ones that were giving this measuring stick is Moses and Elijah. Mm. Moses and Elijah, the only ones that have the measuring stick. What is the measuring stick? The word of God. Mm. Measuring up 
to his what? Full and complete standard. Holiness. Mm. Moses that was given the word of God, the commandments of God, and given the blueprint to build the tabernacle. The tabernacle is also symbolic to the altar and the worshipers and the temple of God. Where he says, go and measure the temple of God and the altar and count the number of worshipers. They are all in one. Mm. Because the worshiper, the temple of God is the church. The altar of God is the church. And the number of worshipers is the church. church. Hallelujah. So Moses and Elijah comes to measure the church with you. Look, in between verse 1 and 2 is the rapture. Mm. Because after verse, after the, the number of worshipers are counted, then it goes into, but do not measure the outer courtyard, for it has been turned over to the nations. So those who are in the outer courtyard are even those who are in the church that have not lived holy. Mm. This is why you see in the book of Matthew chapter 25 that there were only five wise virgins that entered. Mm. The other five that represented the church did not enter. Why? Because they were not counted. Wow. The number of worshipers. Wow, 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 wow. And if you read verse 6, inside of Matthew 25, when he says, but at midnight, they were aroused by the shout. Look, behold, the bridegroom comes. Come out and meet him. Who is that voice? Here's another secret. In the parable of the five wise and the five foolish virgins, catch this. Mm -hmm. The five wise virgins represent, the five, five wise and the five foolish, the ten of them represents the church. Mm. The bridegroom represents Christ. Amen. Later on, it talks about their oil, their lamps and the oil, right? Their lamps represent salvation. Their oil represents the Holy Spirit. Mm. Watch this. Then in verse 6, he talks about this voice that made it a shout. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. Listen to this secret. The bride, I mean, the voice that says, look, the bridegroom coming. Come out and meet him is not a spiritual voice only. It is also a physical voice. That voice is the promised Elijah that comes to wake up the church, to prepare the church, to, to, to prepare the church that she may be counted as the temple of God, as the altar of God, and as the number of worshipers you found that's being counted in the book of Revelations, chapter 11, verse 1. Hallelujah. Wow, 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 wow. This is a deep, deep, deep revelation. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is big. <laughs> this is awesome. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. So, so you can see how the Lord wow. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> so you can see how the Lord was tying the Bible together the entire time. It was only the pride <clears throat> it was only the pride of men 
with their Bible knowledge, with their theology degrees, with their all of their so-called study time of the word that has allowed sin to come into the church. And now there's no holiness. When there's no holiness, there's no Holy Spirit. When there's no Holy Spirit, there's no church. Mm. Thus, Christ had to send Elijah to prepare the church for the coming of the Lord. Mm. So if there is anything at this hour, what message do you have for America and North America as a whole? So if there's anything, like, because the message that you have just given is, you know, very sensitive. It is very, you know, frightening. It is very scared because you can now see the Bible actually, you know, unfolding. You know, if you go back to Revelation 11 and then come down to, you know, Matthew 25. And then you look at the parable of the you know, wise and the foolish, you know, virgins. Now, given the fact that we are in America and this is basically one of the most apostate, basically, where the church is, we export every kind of nonsense, you know, every kind of wickedness to the world. Now, we know that this hour is very sensitive. So what message do you have for America in North America, given the magnitude of this message that you have just given? The message that I have today is it is time for the church to wake up. And I really say this with so much seriousness mm -hmm. because the church is about to miss heaven. Mm -hmm. They're all going to church without the, the, the sensitivity, the consciousness of the Holy Spirit. Look at the church today. The pastor wife, which is supposed to be the first lady for the other ladies in the church to follow, she, she dresses like the world. Mm. She looks like, you know, the prostitute today. Her breasts are out. Her hips are out. Her derriere is out. You know, she has a face full of makeup. When the Bible says in Hosea, tell her to take off the prostitute's makeup and the clothing that exposes her breast. Mm. You see? And that has now brought defilement in the church. And now the other women in the church are looking after the first lady and say, well, the first lady dresses like that. So how can the first lady rebuke sin? And because the pastors today don't have spiritual backbone, they submit to their wives instead of rebuking them because they don't want to cause a problem. And now the Lord has seen this defilement in the church where the priests today have repeatedly to reenact what Ellie did with his sons in the church when he did not rebuke them of their sin inside of the temple. Mm. And now the church has become the prostitute. And God is not pleased with the prostitute. Mm. Therefore, heaven is shut. And if the church today has any kind of hunger for God, you would be even begin 
to question your pastor and ask the pastor why why has not we not why have not we been visited by the Holy Spirit in here? I'm not talking about you know speaking in tongues. I'm not talking about that. That is not the visitation of the Holy Spirit. The visitation of the Holy Spirit brings the church into repentance. Period. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you can even ask yourself, then what is this speaking in tongues in the church? Mm-hmm. Because the speaking of tongues in the church was an evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit present in the church, but is not being accompanied about by rebuking sin and holiness. So that means that they can only mean that there is a counterfeit that is not really the tongues of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Wow. It's now time, the message to America, it is time for us to really go back to repentance. And now that the Lord has sent the mightiest prophets of the Lord, the ones who have been identified because of the fruit that they produce of being able, and let me say this way, by carrying the anointing of Elijah of old, by carrying the anointing of Moses of old, we have on our ministry's website, jesusislordradio.info and repentandpreparetheway.org. We have recorded more times than we can count when the mightiest prophets of the Lord called down the rain of Elijah and of the Holy Spirit, and it didn't rain until he called it down and prophesied it weeks before, even much before. When now God the Father wraps the prophets of the Lord in his own glory. Mm. And we have it caught on video. And I myself was privileged by God to be able to capture myself. Mm. The video where the mightiest prophets of the Lord and Jehovah has been in his glory on the mightiest prophets of the Lord and it's moving with him and searching for him and moving for him. It was me who caught that video by God's grace. Wow. I am an eyewitness. Well, let me just chip in a bit to say that, you know, America, this is an America, American. He captured the video, the blessed senior deputy archbishop. So if you are in doubt, just go to repentandpreparetheway.org. You would see these videos. This is not any gimmicks out there. This is an American testifying that he personally captured the video. Blessed Deputy Senior Bishop, continue, please. Yes, please. And so now that the Lord, let me say it this way. Why would did okay the Lord Jesus when he came to preach the gospel when he came to draw the people to him to the message he used the miracles he used the miracles to captivate their hearts to draw them to the message when you go on the ministry's website Jesus is Lord radio info and the other website repentandpreparetheway.org 
and you see the miracles, you see the signs, you see the wonders, it's designed for you to say, okay, what is the message? What is the message? If God has given someone this manner, this kind of authority, this kind of anointing, then what is the message behind this anointing? And the message is, it's time for the church to repent. Time is over for the preaching of prosperity and preaching of money. If you want to be blessed, if you want to be favored, the Bible says to be obedient and the blessings come automatically. Mm. It says that repetitively in the Bible, especially in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 28, starting at verse 1. Mm-hmm. He says, if you do all these things, if you obey me and everything I say, I will bless your, your, your breadboards. I will bless, bless your children. I will bless your everything if you obey me fully. So if you want to be prosper, if you want to prosper, look at Job. Job prospered in everything he did. Mm-hmm. God blessed Abraham. Look at Solomon. Because of obedience to God. Wow. So it's time for the church to go back to obedience because the Lord is coming for an obedient church. Now, let me give the second response to the same question. Amen. America, the mightiest prophets of the Lord have been crying out to the nations that it's time for us to gather in our largest numbers, together with our public officials, and go before the Lord in three days of fasting, dry fasting, sackcloth, and ashes, and that we include the mightiest prophets of the Lord, that they may go before their God to relent on to relent on this judgment that we may have revival. America, please, this is the hour to repent. This is the hour for us to invite the mightiest prophets of the Lord to help us to gather, to help us uh, with, with organizing repentance meetings, repent, organizing repentance in our nations so that we may be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Bless us in your pastor. Amen. Amen. You know, that is so powerful. Yes, America, uh, this is the message that we need to prepare. The Messiah is coming. And he's coming soon. But we thank the Lord that he's given us this short window, you know, to repent and prepare. And, you know, the Blessed Deputy Senior Archbishop has given that instruction right here. You know, three days of fasting, you know, dry fasting, sackcloth, ashes. And then we invite the mightiest, mightiest prophet to lead us to intercede on our behalf so that we will have revival. So that on that day, on that day of the rapture, this country will appear before the Lord as a sheep nation and not a goat nation. Thank you so much again, blessed senior deputy archbishop. So, you know, I'm so curious about this water uh, that we're talking about. And so I just wanted to know that is there a message here for the church? Why the Lord, you know, is using water in this instance? That's the analogy. Amen. It's very powerful. 
the reason why the Lord is using water in this analogy is because of the fulfillment of, you know, the physical water that we have today. Amen. You know, you can sit down and drink uh, Coca-Cola. You can drink uh, a, a two-liter Coca-Cola. And after you drink the two-liter Coca-Cola, in the same, you know, right after, you can drink some juice. And then after you drink some juice, you can drink, uh, you know, uh, these things that's full of sugar. You see that? Yes. That sugar represents the message that is tasty to the flesh. The preaching that of prosperity that just, it tastes so good. But the Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 12, to eat the bitter salad greens, the bitter herbs, the bread without yeast. You know, yeast, it, it, it gives bread its flavor. But when you eat the bread without yeast, it doesn't have flavor. It's not tasty. And that is symbolic to the water. That water, the physical water, when you drink, you can drink a cup of water, and then when you finish drinking, it's like you have become full. You don't want another cup because you have not, your body has now had satisfaction. Mm -hmm. It takes the church to seek after the water of Christ Jesus. The water that comes, now, the water also symbolizes purity, undefiled. See, mm. sugar defiles it. Any, you know, bringing contamination. That water is pure. Speaking wow. about the purity of the Lord, but also speaking about the purity of the message. Now, that water also symbolizes God, the Holy Spirit. Mm. God, the Holy Spirit, brings fulfillment to the church. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, this is so powerful. Wow, 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 wow. This is powerful. There is power here. You know, uh, in, in, in the physical world, if you think about it, especially like in the Northeast, uh, where we are, the, uh, in Pennsylvania, in the mountains, they go there around the mountains, the rocks to extract water. And then they usually say that the water in the rocks tastes good. It tastes good. And then we know, as we you were reading First uh, Corinthians uh, 10, you know, verse 4, we talked about the rock, to drink from the, the, the rock. And then the Bible goes ahead to talk about it, the rock being, you know, Christ Jesus. So it just tells you that without this water, you can't even begin to phantom what is righteousness and holiness. Because the only way you can do that is through the help of the Holy Spirit. And you have clearly talked about it, the purity, the Holy Spirit. And if the church today out there is walking without the Holy Spirit, then they're just wasting their time. And that is so sad. So America, this is very important. You know, we, we, we need to repent. We need to go before the Lord through 
his mightiest, mightiest prophets, Elijah and Moses, so that they can lead us back. And I always use this analogy, lead us back to the tree of light. Because if you go back to Genesis, that way was blocked. It was blocked. And then until our Lord Jesus Christ came and sacrificed, and that way was open. And today we have Elijah and Moses walking on earth among us. And they have opened heavens right now. We see the miracles of healing. You know, we can't even count it. And this is physical. These are very physical. You see all these things. And all you have to do, if you are out there looking and you are hungry for God, just go to jesusislordradio.info or uh, repentandpreparetheway.org. You would see these things. And if you have questions, any questions, you know, go to uh, repentusa.net. There are pastors listed there across this country. Reach out to them. America, and I'm talking to the sheep right here. Do not let your pastors lead you to hell. Your eternity, is you would be judged individual. But if you allow your pastors so to sit under that nonsense, under that gospel of prosperity, under that gospel of the flesh, you are not helping yourself. This is the time now. You have heard from the blessed senior deputy archbishop who is highly anointed. The revelations are so deep. And I have to go back, you know, basically, and then look at these scriptures because he's given me a lot of revelations to go and then look at. And we could talk without end because the message is just so powerful. You know, it's like, you know, I'm just feeding on what you are saying. You know, the preaching, the message, the teaching of it. And it's just so, like, I can't get satisfied enough. It's like, you know, I want more and more and more. So, America, please, this country must appear as a sheep nation and not a goat nation. And the only way we can do that is true repentance. True national repentance. Let us do it. Because eternity is a very, very long time. And hell is a very long time. I choose eternity with the Lord. So, uh, Blessed Deputy Senior Archbishop, uh, please tell us and tell the audience, you know, you have preached a very powerful information, the message that was given, you have expounded on that. Now, if anybody wanted to reach out in the greater Louisiana area, in the, you know, the Midwest area, if anybody wanted to reach out to you and then the pastors under you, how can they reach you? Can you please uh, please give some information so that they can reach out to you? Hallelujah. Wow. Yes, please. Amen. This is um, very, very, um, very powerful uh, program that you're running, Blessed Senior Pastor Peter John. Amen. And... Um, it is very 
timely because the church at this hour uh, and even those who the Lord will use to, um, to you know, to tune in and to listen. I think this channel, this uh, podcast is really going to help many people because uh, especially at the speed of which this ministry is going to now, it's like a freight train, you know. It, it, it's almost as if you you don't have, you know, if you don't understand it, then you just, you know, you just get passed by. And I think this this podcast really will be a very good uh, foundation ladder to that someone can come in and, and scale and learn going forward as they as they chasing the cloud, chasing the glory. And and uh, and listening to the the messages uh, from the mightiest mightiest prophets of the Lord, this is this is very powerful. Hmm. Amen. 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 And thank you so much again. Um, you know, and as we have already said, this Jesus is Lord Radio dot info. Uh, you can just put it in your browser. You will get live. You know, internet. Uh, radio, you'll be able to connect to the mouthpiece of the Lord, or you can also go to uh, www.repentandpreparetheway.org. You will be able to get the testimonies that the Blessed David Archbishop was talking about, God enveloping his glory on or around his mightiest, mightiest prophet, basically telling the world, look, these are my servants. They have my approval. It has never happened. And, you know, a wicked generation like ours, we have seen this with our naked eyes. We have recorded it. And then it is archived. It's on the website. You can see it. Please do not meet eternity. The rapture is near. I want to thank you so much again. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to uh, basically say a salvation prayer for people who are listening to this message. If it has touched you in one way or the other, please just repeat this after me. Uh, and then once you finish that, you will be born again. And then you can actually go into the uh, repentusa.net, find a pastor uh, in your area, and then you can reach out. Do not go back to sin. Do not go to these apostate churches. Come to the ministry of repentance and holiness. You will be baptized the holy way and you can start your journey. So if you are listening, uh, just say dear Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you would allow me uh, for anyone who may like to contact me. Amen. Uh, I am my phone number, direct phone number uh, where you get me, you won't get an operator, you won't get a secretary, but you get me directly. It's area code 504-473-2267. That's 504-473-2267. And my email is repentneworleans at gmail.com. Wow. Amen. Repent, New Orleans at gmail 
com. You know, you can't forget that. You know, I think almost everybody in this country in North America knows New Orleans. So uh, this is very powerful. Thank you so much again for, you know, giving that. And like you said, no operator. You know, this is a ministry where you come and then you listen to the pure words of God. This is not a place where things will be sugar-coated. This is a place where you will be told, I mean, you'll be told the truth and nothing but the truth. This is a place where we trumpet holiness and righteousness. This is the place, the only mouthpiece of the Lord at this point. So if you care about your eternity, there you go. Please reach out to the Blessed Deputy Senior Archbishop and his pastors. Thank you so much again. And then, so uh, if you are ready, uh, just uh, repeat this after me for the salvation, and then you will be born again, and you have a phone number to contact. You also have all these different websites that we have left for you. And if you have any questions, just email also, you know, at uh, the Deputy uh, Senior Archbishops, the email that he has given, or at the same time, if you go to repent, uh, USA.net, and then search the pastors. You know, the information is there for you. It doesn't matter if you are in Alaska or if you are in California. Uh, please reach out. There are pastors who are there. Not to preach to you about money. Nothing that way. Not about the flesh. Not about the gospel that, you know, is sweet to the ear. This is a gospel that will take you to the kingdom of God. So say, Dear Jesus, my heart may be weak, but I know that your cross and blood are very strong, very mighty, and out of that cross, the anointing of this hour has come, the empowering strength of God. I repent of all my sins, and now I receive you as my Lord and Savior and ask you to forgive me of all my sins and establish holiness in my life. May you write my name and keep it in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again today. Amen. So please uh, reach out. We are here. You wouldn't reach an operator. You will not reach a secretary. You will be talking to either a direct pastor, a bishop, a senior archbishop, uh, senior deputy archbishops. They are there. We are hungry to serve the Lord. So I want to thank you so much again, blessed deputy senior archbishop. And I'm going to ask for a favor that this was so powerful. I would like to invite you back, if that is okay for you. Amen. Amen. And thank you. Thank you so much again. So I want to say thank you, America. And then, uh, you know, if you have questions, please reach out. We will be here for you. Uh, thank you so much again. God bless you and have a good day. Amen and amen. Shalom.